Welcome to Pauli Malinaji from Brooklyn to the world. Proudly representing his hometown of Brooklyn, New York. Pauli Malinaji takes you inside the ring and beyond. I'm definitely far from shy. We're going to be ranting about a lot of stuff. Not just about boxing, I'm opinionated on life in general, many sports topics and politics. Pauli doesn't hold back. The two time world champion, Pauli the I don't know what episode we're at. I don't know that my co-commentators even know how to count that far. But we're back. We're better than ever. We thank you guys for your patience while I was in training camp. You guys uh, probably were waiting and uh, waiting for uh, episodes that we did not give. And uh, we're back. We're going to try to be a bit more on the regular now. That's what we're trying to do. You know? We're, we're, reti- we're retired on the rank now. No, a little Kenny Powers action. We're going to be back on the reg. We're going to be on the show on the reg. We're going to be in the studio on the reg. I'm actually on the phone right now on the reg. And retirement on the reg. You know what I'm saying? You said Kenny Powers. What, are you going to go fight in the Mexican League now? <laughs> no, no, no. no, none of that. None of that. No, 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 none of that at all. Uh, Paul, let's talk about you know how you feeling, first of all. How's everything? Uh, I'm okay. You know, uh, it's a decision I'm at peace with my retirement. Uh, I think uh, I think I was probably at peace with it at the end of my training camp. I would have loved to go out on a win, uh, but uh, about three weeks before the fight, and this didn't, didn't this honestly didn't even affect the fight. It didn't affect it didn't affect anything at all. Actually, in my fight, uh, I busted my eardrum sparring three weeks before the fight, and I didn't want to pull out because you know I was committed to the fight. I wanted to fight so badly on a big UK show anyway, so I uh, I just stopped sparring three weeks three weeks before. Uh, I had been a good camp to that point, and so I, uh, you know, just decided to pick up the, the pad work a little bit, the mitt work in the gym, and so uh, I was a little bit, uh, tra- I had a little bit of trepidation about the year uh, going into the fight, but honestly, once I was in the fight, you know, it did bust a little bit worse, don't get me wrong, my eardrum is busted right now, but, uh, it, you know, it didn't affect the fight at all, even when I got hit. I was like, uh, okay, it, it, I could feel that the eardrum, something's wrong with it, but it wasn't like, it's not a bad enough situation where, where it's uh, it's really really busted and it's affecting my equilibrium and whatnot. It actually uh, it had no bearing on the fight, so I was happy about that. But um, you know, the, the fight was what it was. You know, I, I just don't feel the the same kind of spring in my legs. Uh, I, I think a few years ago, obviously, I mean, I, I think most people would agree I wouldn't have been in that situation to get stopped. Not just because I think I'm a, I'm a, I, there's more spring in my legs and I'm just uh, more energetic in the ring, but also I think few years ago, I'm also not in the pocket like that, but that often trying to rest and get my legs back. I'm probably more emotion, and so it's harder to hit me or get me with a body shot like that anyway, but you know, you gotta give Sir Megan credit. You know, he set the trap, he laid it there, and he, and he got me with it, and, uh, and you know, that's kind of part of the aging process, I think. You know, you you, uh, you have less to work with, and when you have less to work with, there's uh, more to work with for the opponents and the opposition. And, you know, young guys like Sam Megginton as opposed to head manager that, and uh, credit to Sam Megginton, he did do just that, and uh, he, he landed a good body shot, and he got me out of it. Honestly, I hadn't been hurt up until that point in the fight. You know, I was fading a little bit, but I hadn't been hurt until that point in the fight. He wasn't the biggest puncher. He's a, he's a sneaky body puncher, obviously, that pulled the tail at the end of the fight. But uh, the good thing about a body shot is, you know, you're hurt for about 15 seconds or whatnot. You know, it's a nice one. You hurt maybe 20 seconds, and then after that, you get your breath back, and you're totally fine, you know. So I was, uh, 
Oh, that's totally fine. Hey, Paulie, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. it would have been great to go out on a win, but I got to tell you, as far as the last fight goes, you you did a you had a, made a great accounting for yourself. You look great. I mean, you're you know you yeah. weren't. He was ahead. Prime, but you were fighting. You, you were fighting well. You, he was ahead on two of the cards. You made a great showing for yourself. Yeah, I was ahead on two of the cards, and that's actually one of the one of the things that the, the media and uh, and all the write ups uh, for the most part of uh, really most of these writers show their true colors. Uh, when it comes to, you know, they smile to your face and everybody seems to be nice and I don't care. I mean, I'm always a nice person. Everybody, I, I try to be anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you read the write-ups on the fight, people's true colors, you, you really find out what people's true colors are and the, and the hate they have in their blood and really the, the envy they have inside their hearts, you know. Um, I, don't, I, I think barely anybody mentioned the fact that I was up on the fight. Uh, I was up in the fight. Um, barely anybody mentioned the fact that, you know, um, I was on my way to winning on a decision had I been able to hold on and, and hold on and, and try to at least win half the final rounds, you know. Uh, for the most part, most of the write-ups were about how I was faded and how about how I was, how Eggington was just too big and too strong and whatnot. Um, somehow he was too big and too strong even though he was behind in the fight. I don't know how, how the math, I don't, I don't know how the math works with that. Uh, in the end, he proved too big and too strong by landing a good body shot. And I don't even think his size and, and strength had anything to do with the fact that he landed that body shot. I just think he landed that body shot and that's it. I think it had more to do with me kind of fading down and uh, moving less and less as the fight progressed. Um, but, um, you know, I just, uh, one thing, you know, instead of dwelling on the negative, I, I think I'd like to more so bring out just the amount of love I was showered with when um, when I announced the retirement. I mean, I'd say 99.9% of the of the comments on my social media were positive. It's really an incredible feeling, you know, uh, even uh, it, it overall in general. Uh, really showered with love and appreciation for my career, and uh, I think... I think that more though more than anything else really at this point in my life at this point in my career it, it means just as much as a win for me you know uh, I think when you're young you're just such a competitor and whatnot that you know nothing makes you feel better or you take a loss but I think as, a, as an older fighter uh, a guy who's kind of done it all in this sport I think uh, the fact that there you know people uh, show their appreciation for the hard work I put in all these years I, it really made me feel good and uh, I was really really appreciate you know that that's the thing about fans is, you know, they get to show their appreciation to you by uh, by doing things like this, and, and the shame of it is you never really get to show your appreciation for them. Um, granted, you know, I, I, I was able to perform for them for all the years, but then they, they thank me and, and give me this much love, so much love, and I, I wish there was... Uh, I could say thank you, I love how much I love them back, but you know I feel like uh, just those words, you know, they're they they don't mean enough. You know what I'm saying? It's just uh, I wish there was more I could do to really show the appreciation, but uh, definitely the least I could do is say how much I appreciated all the love I from think, love um, and the support that I got from social media uh, after the announcement of uh, my retirement on Monday. A very well written announcement, I might yeah, add. I think yeah. uh, you're not the only one. A lot of athletes when they get to a certain point and they want to you know call an end and they don't realize how many people they've impacted over the years um little kids uh young aspiring fighters veterans you know you touch a lot of people just i think being the commentator that you are and having that stage is is um something comfortable for people to always see but i think when they watch all the years and all the fights and never turning down a big fight and always giving it everything you have, I think you don't even realize how many people you've affected. And um, when you announce retirement and something like this, that's when it all comes out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, and it's and it really uh, again, it, it really 
get made me feel good, you know, it, it kind of, because uh, I was, you know, I always felt like, I felt like when I got the knockout loss, I felt like, okay, I was distracted by commentating after the fight. I was distracted by so many fans being supportive. But I said, man, the fight home is really going to suck because I'm really going to, you know, start to, it's really going to start to sink in how I lost my last fight. And I I know how I used to get after losses. It was just like I wouldn't sleep. I would just feel down and out and whatnot. And the flight home was tough, not so much because of the fact that I lost. The flight home was tough because I just kept re replaying the final 10 seconds of the sixth round in my mind, you know, uh, and just revisualizing it through my eyes, you know, not through the video eyes, through, you know, through, through everybody else. So I, I saw Sam Eggington through my eyes and the fact that he was basically out on his feet and how I can, you know, I was like, man, I was like, this is the luck that I have right at the end of that round was that the bell had a ring, you know, because he's just protecting himself less and less, and there's nothing he's going to do to protect himself any better. You know what I'm saying? He's he's actually out. If I, if I have time, he's gone. I blow him right away, you know what I'm saying, right from there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and, and the fight gets stopped. And that was uh, that was really the hardest thing for me to swallow at the end. Wasn't so much that I was ahead in the fight, because the body shot was such a good shot. You know, I think it takes out anybody, you know? But uh, the fact that I had him out, and I ran out of time at the end of the sixth. You know, a, a guy like me that doesn't have guys out on their feet that often. Man, you know, that was one of the best one twos. That's one of the best. That might have been the best one two I had thrown since my hand, since I, since before I used to hurt my right hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, and I used to throw some sharp one twos when I was younger. I used to get knockouts with them. I used to get downs with them. You know, I, I, anybody, if anybody followed my career, and I guarantee you, this will show the truth ends of my. If they follow my career from when I'm really young, and from when I'm from early in my pro career. They'll actually know this about me that I had a very very sharp hard one too. I had uh, f some of the knockouts I have actually. I remember one knockout. Um, I think the Melendez knockout was the the guy was out cold with the one two. He was out cold for like ten minutes just for a one two that I hit him with. And he had the Kevin Watts knockout. Anthony sinked his knockout. I think you know those were right hand knockouts that were very very violent with the right hand. You know. Uh, you dropped uh, you dropped Andre one. Baker like three or four times. Yeah, and the lights kept going out. You know, so I had a very very good one too until my hand started betraying me. You know, my right hand started betraying me. And so when I uh, it was just so ironic that I was able to turn back the clock with that one two the way I threw it so sharp and it got a pretty good result uh, in the way it rocked Eggington. Um, you know, in my final career fight, it was almost like, you know what, um, you know, uh, it, my hand's going to give me a, a little throwback action with this one-two right now. And, uh, you know, it landed so well. And then the follow-up, I really, I think he was gone if, if I had more time. And that was, uh, you know, almost, it was almost like a tease, man. It was almost like a tease. But, but then I kept, re I just kept seeing that in my mind over and over again, the whole flight home the next day. And it was almost torturing me. But, you know, uh, otherwise, you know, it's been uh, pretty positive. And uh, definitely no regrets uh, on the retirement call and what I did. Uh, it was time to do it, you know. Uh, I, I just don't do any just enough justice to myself, to my style anymore. Uh, the way I'm fighting now, it's, I'm, I'm older, you know. Hey, listen, put on a great show. It was a lot of fun. You guys are, you guys are really, really animated today. Hey, uh, well, this... you guys, you guys. You guys are. I'll tell you what. You <laughs> well, listen. Oh, whoa! It's a little. It's a little somber. You're sitting there crying, and uh, you know you're talking about yeah, the fight. You, but you, did you guys have like? 
Did you guys have like the the retarded espresso today? Like the kind where they make you, it make they put Nyquil in it instead of caffeine? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> take it easy, take it easy. Hey, I thought it was pretty. Uh... I was about to double check if I was still had anybody on the line. I thought maybe my phone dropped the call. No, you're good, you're good. We're just we're taking a moment of oh, silence. We were, yeah, we were just crying. <laughs> taking a moment yeah. of silence for you. Hey, hey, nice job on the commentary too for that main event. Now you want to talk about that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, that was pretty wild, man. I, I'll tell you, man. I, a lot of people were shocked. I was, uh, I mean, a lot of locksmiths probably lost some money to Ben Hay because I'm sure everybody thought Hay was going to win the fight pretty easily. I mean, I, I thought he was relatively... Wow, you have your second career already. You're a comedian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, why? Did you, have, did you have a missed locksmith opportunity? Is that what you're calling? Is that what you're talking about? No, no comment. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Well, well then here's the thing. I mean, uh... uh but Tony, we got to credit Tony Bellow with taking advantage. One thing we know about Tony Bellow, we always, we always need a character. I mean, Absolutely. I think if anything showed that with the way he won his World Cruiserweight Championship, uh, the way he also rebounded from taking the loss to Adonis Stevenson uh, earlier in his career as well and coming back to win that World Championship with Cruiserweight. Um, I mean, he's a tough guy, and he's not going to just hand you uh, a win over him. You're going to have to earn it. And, uh, you know, once, once they once, – uh, David Hay was injured, and he and he re-injured that uh, that Achilles tendon. Which ironically, there was a rumor earlier in the week, and people said that he had hurt his Achilles tendon. And you know, sometimes you hear these fight week rumors, and there's most of the time there's such bullshit most of the time. Like you know, you're usually usually like I don't pay attention to any of it. You know what I mean? I usually to me it's just it's like National Enquirer type stuff. But I guess this time there must have been some some truth to it because man, the guy. The guy really got hurt. I mean, the guy uh, halfway through the fight, he, uh, you can clearly see David Hayes is hobbling. And uh, give him credit. Give him. Give, talk about we talk about the whole Tony Bellows all throughout his career. We got to give David Hay a ton of credit for all the hard he showed in fighting. Another hostile fight. I mean, I think he hurt in like the fifth or sixth round. The fight didn't get stopped until the tenth or the eleventh. I mean, he finished yeah. the fight with with a torn Achilles tendon, hobbling. I mean, incredible, incredible heart. Uh, and still trying to wing punches at at Bellu, hoping to land a, a a big punch to to get the stoppage. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't to be. Uh, credit to Tony Bellu for probably getting what will what to me will probably be the upset of the year, and uh, a, a monster win for him. Yeah, a lot of people talk about hey, and they they think it's all just athleticism. You know what? It, he showed a ton of character himself. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's athleticism, it's power, but you know, you don't, you know, David Hay doesn't usually get a lot of credit for his character, uh, and I think uh, first of all, it's got to change after what he did Saturday. I mean, just, just hanging in there, uh, it is not easy to hang in there. Uh, through that storm, and Tony Bellu is, is is basically you know just coming at you, and he's looking to finish you. And yeah, Tony kind of punches himself out a little bit at times, but you know there's nothing you can do to stop Tony from reoxygenating, getting rest, and then attacking you again because you can't go after him. You Absolutely. Know? So Tony can pick and choose as he attacks you, get rest, and attack you again. It's a helpless feeling. You're stuck in the ring with this professional, with this world class professional, and it's a helpless feeling. You know what I'm saying? And then. With a bloodthirsty crowd, you know, with a boxing crowd, let's face it, you know, everybody's bloodthirsty, that's what they watch for. A bloodthirsty crowd waiting for your demise, waiting for the big shots to land. And it's, it's, it's a helpless, very lonely feeling, and he had to go through that. And he, and he, and he, and he intentionally withstood it and uh, stayed in there. You know, he could have easily said, okay, I can't walk, I'm done, uh, and nobody would have thought twice about it. But he stayed in there, and he, and he, and he took the onslaught, and he, and, he, and he kept trying to win, no less. And I think uh, that speaks volumes for his character. Can I interrupt real quick? Do um, you guys know Luduva passed away? I yeah, heard I heard. It. I just heard Luduva passed away. 95 years old. Rest in peace to Luduva, uh, a pioneer of the sport of boxing. Luduva actually was one of the guys that was chasing me when I was in the amateur trying to sign me. 
I was actually in this, in this uh, training camp in uh, Virginia Beach in uh, the fall of 2000. Uh, I ended up obviously signing with Lou DeBella instead. But, uh, you know, Lou Duva, uh, a lot of great years in boxing, a uh, character, uh, and had the, had the company main events. He uh, ran the company uh, main events in its prime years in the early 80s and 90s when it was a monster of a company with some world-class champions like Pernell Whitaker and Mark Greeland and Holyfield and whatnot. Uh, Duva was uh, the guy heading the, 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 the ship in those days. So rest in peace for Lou Duva. Uh, a, a huge name in boxing and... Uh, Gone, but not forgotten. Well said. Yep. Yep, for sure, for sure. Now, uh, what else do we have on Saturday? We also have Thurman versus Garcia, guys. Erickson Lubin as well. I haven't seen this whole card yet. So, uh, yeah, did anybody, did anybody see the Lubin fight first and foremost? I mean, this kid yeah. is impressing me more and more as he gets back. I heard now he's the WBC mandatory. Somehow there's two mandatories in the WBC now, junior middleweight. There's uh, Charles Hatley, and then there's uh, Erickson Lubin, you know. So uh, I, I, I assume he's going to get the winner of the Jamel Chogo Charles Hadley fight first, right? Yeah, that that would make sense. Hadley. I been thought in they line. were fighting for the vacated uh, uh, Jamal uh, title. Jamal vacated his title. I believe they were fighting for that vacated title. No, that was uh, Jared Hurd versus Tony Harrison. That's yeah. actually, actually another card we actually got to go over right. kind of show since then. Jared Hurd getting a, a, a what is it? Was he was he behind against Tony Harrison? He was behind for sure. Yeah. Wow, Absolutely. and Tony Harrison, a good, a good young fighter, tough break. Uh, Jared Hurd gets the vacant IBF junior middleweight title that that, uh, that Jamal Charles had vacated. And uh, junior middleweight, I've been saying it for a while, is my favorite weight class in boxing. There's a, a lot of world-class blue-chip contenders and young prospects in that weight class. There's not enough superstars, and that's unfortunate because, because that means a lot of really great fighters and I say the word great because great doesn't mean you're famous. Great means you're actually a great fighter. People tend to mistake the two. They think uh, Canelo Alvarez is great because he's, he's famous. Canelo Alvarez is a great fighter because he's a great fighter. But it, I think he gets more credit a lot of times because of his fame as well. Um, this is a, a, a weight class with a lot of great fighters, but fighters whose name doesn't live up to the, expert, to, to the, to the difficulty and the, the, the skills they bring to the table. And uh, that means in the end that a lot of really great fighters are not going to earn the money that they that their skill deserves in this generation. And that's kind of sad. It's unfortunate. And um, unfortunately, also, a lot of people aren't going to end up giving them the credit they deserve. You know, and, um, you know, I mean, wherever you turn in this weight class, it is a dynamite minefield. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So Hurd and, Hurd and Harrison had to go head-to-head. The guys are starting to go at each other now. I mean, Hurd and Harrison uh, for the IBF Junior Middleweight title. Uh, a, few, a few months back, we had... Uh, Jamal Charlo take on Julian Williams. Uh, now we had um, now we had uh, uh, Erickson Lubin. He's he's rising and, and uh, he's ascending to the mandatory spot of the WBC. He'll have the winner of Jamal Charlo and Charles Halley, two other really good fighters. Um, so you know Halley's coming. Halley's a little known, but he's coming off a win over you know, Anthony Mundine, who's a big name in Australia. You know, so uh, and also know, Paulie, um, little known fact that Halley actually beat Thurman in the amateurs. Halley be thrown in the amateurs. Yeah, you know, a lot of times these these Don King fighters they get kind of swept under the radar. But you know, it's because you know they don't get the promotion they get, so they don't get the promotion they deserve. So what happens? You know, your fame dictates the paydays you get. Your fame dictates the fight you get. All the fights you get a lot of times. And if you don't get any promotion, and you know, being with Don King is basically you're basically the same as getting promoted by your by a dustpan or by a by your by your vacuum cleaner in your closet. You know, you sign a you sign a contract with your vacuum cleaner. You're gonna get just as much promotion as you will with Don King. You know, <laughs> so so you know, 
nobody knows Charles Hadley, but uh, the kid can fight. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what he does against Jamel Charlo. And then the winner has to get this budding superstar in our Harrison Lubin. So a lot of excitement about the uh, Dream Middleweight division. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah, Lubin, Lubin just continues to impress. <clears throat> like he says, the hammer, he's got the... Uh, Power in both hands. He yeah. uses them both. And he's going out. He's he's actually going out. Uh, some fighters too. And that weight class want to fight everybody. He was having words with Bubu Andre a couple of months back. Speaking of Andre, isn't he fighting in Germany? Doesn't he have to go to Germany? Yes. There's another one was in our contract that really kind of unfair to him, man. You know, he he doesn't get the promotion he deserves and the, and the fanfare he deserves for a guy with his kind of skill set. Now they send him to Germany. He's got to fight. Uh, what's that guy's name? What's the guy's name? He's got to fight. He's not all that, but still, the fact he's there with Germany because that guy's promoter brings the money, and uh, Andre doesn't. You know, um, uh, I'm looking it up. Help me out, guys. Our, who, our who fact checker, our fact checker is looking it up right now. Yeah, his next fight's with uh, Jack Colquet. Yeah, yeah, uh, Jack Colquet. Yeah, oh, that's coming that, what's up. The, what's, that's the, the, what's the date on that? That's this weekend, the 11th. This, this weekend, the 11th. Yeah. Oh wow, see, we gotta try to do a something with that fire stick, no? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's that's going to be earlier because it's in Europe, and then yeah. at nighttime, obviously, we have our boy Curtis. Curtis Stevens versus uh, David Lemieux. David Lemieux, another that's a, that's a dynamite great. fight. That's a fight I'm looking forward to. Curtis Stevens, I actually saw him in training camp when I was in Florida. He was sparring with uh, Avni Yildirim, who's uh, the super middleweight uh, mandatory for the winner of Caleb Smith versus uh, Anthony Durrell. Uh, Avni Yildirim is uh, reminds me a little bit of Cedric Idine. Uh, I'm an owner. The promoter tells me that he's actually better than Celtic Idine. Uh, for me, Idine, when he was coming up the ladder, was one of the more exciting fighters in boxing, and he kind of just lost his way. Uh, Yildirim and Curtis Stevens had some really classic gym wars. Uh, when I was in training camp down in Florida, I was privileged enough to watch them. And uh, fun, fun fighter to watch. Uh, Curtis, obviously, always fun to watch. So his, his fight with David Lemieux, two monster punches. So Saturday night, I look forward to watching that. That'll, that should be some, some fun to watch. And obviously, I'm looking forward to having Yildirim getting the winner of Anthony Durrell and Caleb Smith. Those two guys are going to ride it for the vacant WBC Super Middleweight title later this year. Hey, Paulie, we've been jumping around a little bit. I'm going to go back to uh, the Jared Hurd, uh, Tony Harrison card. And uh, Did you guys see the, do you see the Brazil fight against Uganda? Oh my uh, God. No, I was actually flying on the plane to London when, uh, Holy cow. Was insane. The, uh, when that card was on, so I actually missed that card. Paul, you guys see that? That, that heavyweight fight was like, uh, that was like Foreman Lyle. Did Brazil, Brazil get the winner or the Ghana one? Uh, Brazil won. He won. won. Wow. Yeah. They, 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 got, they were big on the other guy. No, no, no. Yeah, he was undefeated. 17-0, 14 knockouts. I think he's a stud. He'll come, he is. He'll come back from it. But that's he got... That's a nice win for Brazil, then. It is. Uh, the kid... Come back went after the Joshua fight. The, wow. kid, the kid shot his load a little bit. He hurt He hurt Brazil. He put him down, and Brazil... Okay, still, man. Credit to Brazil, man. Absolutely. After, after the Joshua fight, you know, it's easy to write him off. We want to talk about character. I mean, yeah, he had a bit a lot of hard character. He didn't look. He didn't look like he was in great shape. His body looked a little flabby, yeah. but he got a ton of heart. He's, he came in at two hundred sixty-three pounds. He's a, another kid who's really good, but he just didn't know how to. You know, he didn't fight smart. He thought he's just going to knock him out, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And what happens when a guy gets up? He didn't pace yeah. himself. You right. have to have a plan B. I got, I got, I got news for you guys. As 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 Vana testing starts becoming more and more mandatory all year round. We're going to start seeing more and more flabby guys uh, in the years to come. They're gonna, mm-hmm. You're going to have less muscle, less steroids in boxing. And uh, especially the heavyweights are going to start looking softer and softer. You know? Um, but uh, that doesn't mean they're out of shape. Obviously, Brazil, regardless, didn't mean he was out of shape. But oh, that's a solid quality win. Huh? I actually want to see that card to be. Do you, do you keep all that card as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, I have. I mean, I got, I got, I got him catching up to do, man. Uh, yeah, you do. Something these couple weeks of these with this fight, you know. And let me tell you something. Gerald Washington made a good accounting of himself against Wilder. He looked good for a guy inexperienced, a football player. He yeah, fought, yeah, yeah. He fought well, but you know, Deontay it seems anybody, like you. Anybody hate on Deontay really got to shut the f up already, man. Seriously, I mean, what do you want the guy to do? Just make him opponents? I mean, his opponents keep failing drug tests. You got to. He's always got to take on last minute, uh, last minute uh, uh, backups. What, what do you want the guy to do? Just say, oh, you know what? I won't take a backup opponent. I just won't fight. You know what? I'm going to turn down this payday. I'm going to turn down this check. I'm just not going to fight because everybody's going to be unhappy. Like, dude, shut the F up already, bro. Like, seriously, shut up. Stop I wasn't I wasn't totally losing, happy with his bro. performance, though. Huh? I wasn't totally okay, happy. Great. Okay, maybe he didn't look great. But right. Look, the guy has a, the guy has a right to still fight. Right, know? right, right. And no, he's I would, a right, I would he's never, a right as well. I would never criticize who he fought, especially that he was coming off an injury and you know it's a yeah, it's stay yeah, busy exactly. fight. He had had fights pull out on him, but so um, the Gerald, so Gerald, uh, Gerald looked able to count on himself as well. So instead of discrediting fighters, so maybe maybe he's supposed to have to credit the guys who look better than they were supposed to. You know? Yeah, you know what? Maybe for for Gerald, work as well. For Gerald, he did come very prepared, and and you could tell that this was a really big moment for him because he had never been anywhere near this stage yeah. and he just tried to keep the fundamentals and keep it basic and um, for a few rounds was just winning based off of that just winning the, the you know the boring, boring parts of the rounds and, and actually backing Deontay up with a jab and you know, a lot of that, like you'll say, uh, Deontay... That's interesting, man. That's interesting you say that. They are. I mean, you could, they say you can jab with a jab, but you shouldn't hook with a hooker. So maybe uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's uh, something that's uh, been discovered a little bit in the Washington fight. Maybe if a future, future Wilder opponent, like you may be able to jab with Deontay. Right. And, uh, maybe take away some of that rhythm. And it also, could be, it also could be, like you say all the time, if you're not sparring a lot, you're not busy, you're not yeah. as sharp. So maybe there were some things that Deontay, yeah. if he was yeah, more yeah, busy, would have... Uh, you know, been able well, to handle. You know, the, 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 the hope here is that uh, Deontay stays uh, busy now. The hope here is that Deontay, uh, you know, has no more injuries so we can see more of him and hopefully at least to some some bigger, maybe with the winner of Joshua and Cusco later in the year, which would obviously be a treat for boxing fans. Uh, out of that, that Joshua Cusco itself is going to be a big treat for boxing fans in general. And that's a fight that I look forward to as well, you know. Oh, you're right there, buddy. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, right. I had the window listen. Well, let's talk about the big, uh, the big welterweight uh, unification bout. Thurman versus Garcia. So I haven't seen this whole fight. I've seen uh, bits and pieces of it. Uh, I would like to watch the whole thing first. Uh, people say Thurman kind of moved a lot and and whatnot. And from what I was seeing, Thurman did move, but Thurman was effectively moving. Um, you know, I had one of my friends bring up the fact that it was kind of like the lawyer and Trinidad. But the lawyer in Trinidad, the guy that was moving, was clearly winning around because then he got robbed. You know, uh, in Correct. this round, in this fight, the guy I noticed was clearly was moving around, was also pretty clearly winning rounds, and he got a decision. So, so I don't know. Um, you know, granted, they're both world class fighters, and I think Danny, even in a losing effort, uh, showed showed his ability and his timing was pretty sharp. I mean, I thought he was coming oh so close to landing some big shots here and there. Uh, as he was, uh, again, punching with Thurman. I mean, Danny's ability to punch with you is so unappreciated and underrated, and he was doing that pretty well and just missing, man. And that's only because Thurman was also very prepared for that kind of timing from Danny. So it was two world-class fighters. I don't think the winner is necessarily the best welterweight in the world. I still think the winner of Kelbrook and Earl Spence deserves to be uh, nominated among the best in the world, and I would love to see the winner of Brook and Spence fight Thurman. Uh, of course, if it's Brook, he just don't know if he's going to stay in the weight class. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how many. I don't know how many. How much of a miracle it is. It's not like a small miracle. This guy can make wealth weight. I mean, I, I, it's gonna. For me, it might be a small miracle if he makes it for the spend fight, but we'll see. He actually. He act, there was actually uh, some quotes out there from him that he that he's looking forward to fighting Thurman after he beats. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it's all fine and dandy. Take it from me, bro. It's all great. It sounds great when you're heavy and you're and you're in shape and you're looking good in the gym and you and, you, and you're heavy and you, you don't realize you know you're not thinking about the storm, the pending storm that's coming for you about making weight but then when you start to make weight you start to realize like dude there's no way I can do this again there's no way you know what I mean the weight is one part but you got Errol Spence that's coming for your head I think you should be worried about that yeah yeah of course and I think he is but I, I, I favor Brook in the fight I mean I, right. I think Brook is, is, is the clear favorite in the fight not that Spence isn't dangerous but you know I, I think Brook has faced big punchers um, uh, I think Brook is, uh, has been in with a better opposition Spence might be the best fighter Brook has faced and vice versa, but the, the, the fact of the matter remains, Brooke has, has faced this kind of firepower. I'm not sure that Spence has faced this kind of firepower, so we still want to see, you know, when he's hit, when, when, he, when there's a follow-up combination to, to getting hit, you know, if Spence is able to react, uh, if Spence is still able to hold his head together. I think Spence is going to be able to hold his head together. I think he's a professional, he's a world-class fighter, he's a world-class champion, but my curiosity is to see can he hold his consciousness together if Brooke lands some good shots? Because uh, they're going to be not just gonna be good shots, they're going to be sharp shots. Brooke is the kind of fighter who hits you with a shot that hurts, and he sets you up to the point where you don't see it coming, you know? So, and both guys actually have the ability to do that, which is why the fight's so exciting. I think it's chess at high speed with, uh, with, with Thunderbolts being thrown at each other. And I believe that fight's going to be on Showtime as well as the same day as uh, Birdo versus Porter. So that's a good uh, good night of welterweight no, action. No, no, hell no, hell no. That's 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 all, kid. That's all. Yeah, Birdo versus Porter. I heard is April twenty second. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's Brooke is in May. Oh, it's Brooke in May. Brooke oh. is May twenty seventh. Yeah. Oh, I think initially they were talking about putting him on the same yeah. day. Okay. Yeah, so. My bad. So uh, yeah, they were originally making, looking to do a May twentieth, but uh, the Champions League final is May twentieth. So you're gonna have a fight in Europe. Um, uh, you definitely don't want to put it at the same night as the Champions League final. That's like putting on a fight the night of the Super Bowl. So uh, I think they're going to go the week after on May 27th, from what I'm hearing. Uh, and uh, again, it looks like it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a uh, looks like I think Bromwell Lane, where I think Sheffield uh, Sheffield United play or Sheffield Wednesday, one of those one of those football teams plays. So uh, it should be a great card, man. I hope hopefully I get to go. Hopefully uh, uh, Showtime goes to the fight. That that should be something dynamic and spectacular. Yeah, and uh, you got to give Spence credit. You know, he's a young young buck that's dying for a title shot, and he's literally going. A lot of credit, but he's but literally going to his house. <laughs> I also think he's unlucky, just like Julian Williams was unlucky to get his first title shot against such a monster champion. Right. You know, sometimes sometimes you get like Adrian Broner's first title shot where they get the guy you never heard of before or after. You know, sometimes it's the luck of the draw. Um, sometimes you know, like you know, you you, you, you gotta you don't get me wrong. You, I feel like to win the world title, you got to get a pretty good champion. I didn't find an elite champion in my first world title, but I fought a guy that was a hellacious fighter who'd given, who'd, who'd, who'd gotten robbed against Sean Ben Mitchell and given him Miguel Cotto. Hell, I was love more to do. I felt like he was the right kind of world champion to take on to, to win my first world title and get respect. But um, sometimes you just get a, a budding star as, as your opponent, you know. And as I did my first world title fight against Miguel Cotto, you know, and Julian Williams got that in Jamal Charlo, and Errol Spence didn't get that in Kell Brook. You know, sometimes you just get a luck of the draw, and it doesn't mean you're going to lose the fight. I'm not saying that, but it just means you got to, you got to, you, you end up with a tougher crapshoot than do a lot of other fighters. That's all. Yeah, it kind of happens like that in the Olympics too, sometimes, right? In like amateur yeah, yeah. tournaments, it's exactly. Just... Sometimes you wind up with a tough draw early on, and uh, you end up eliminated before the medal round because you end up with you know the draw. 
betrayed you and you end up with a, a fight that may have been the final, that may have been, an, you end up in the preliminary rounds of that kind of opposition, you know? So some of, some of life in general, as we all know, is or if anybody that's actually lived life, you know, some of it is luck, you know, and so uh, some of it is luck of the draw. Absolutely, and you know what? No one, uh, no one should hang their head. Uh, the losers shouldn't hang their head because they are fighting the top. I don't think the losers should hang their head. I, I think more it's the, the, the critics and the uh, the media and the fans that right. should, should get a better understanding of what's going on, and uh, you know, demand that these fighters be seen again because that they're so good that they, they remain world class. You know, uh, if people start to right guys all fight away with losses and they start to wonder why guys won't fight each other you know absolutely they need to look no further than the criticism that they, they themselves give fighters when they get beat uh when they get beat too many times for taking on too many good fighters uh and then suddenly you get fighters that don't want to fight anybody well you know i think i think these uh criticism is check themselves in the mirror first and figure see what they're doing uh to make fighters avoid fighting each other a lot of times but spence and broke are not doing that they went right at each other both had choices to make and uh they started taking each other head on, and the, and the fans uh, went on that night. You know, boxing in general is having such a stellar year so far, uh, and and the upcoming schedule is mouthwatering. I think uh, I think that's even you know that's even all all, all the all the more uh, exciting for everybody uh, in boxing. You know, and that's not even counting that we have our entire second half of the year still coming, which you know where you can mix and match the winners of these big fights. Right, it's only March. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's been amazing well, already. The schedule's made until May. You know? Yeah, and it's just been what a crazy schedule it's been. You know, it's been great. We got Clarissa Shields fighting Friday night too on Showtime. Clarissa Shields headlining the first women's television card. Uh, being the first woman to headline a, a, a card on a major TV network. So shout out to Clarissa Shields, a uh, two-time Olympic gold medal winner. Uh, she's only headlining a Showbox card on Friday night, uh, and uh, really she's uh, America's best hope for a female superstar. Uh, in boxing, uh, probably since uh, Leila Ali, I think, uh, and uh, I, I think she's uh, she's got opportunities to get 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 going and get on her way. So we'll see Friday night on Showbox how she uh, how she fares as well. Yeah, I think the time is right, and uh, it's like the, it, everything just works out that way. Like you said, it's timing. I think right now she's going to give it a big push, and then you have the Serrano sisters and you know Heather Hardy. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for women's boxing, and they should yep, keep yep. pushing and, it. You know, I'm hearing rumors of a Hooligan against uh, Heather Hardy. Uh, Anna Hooligan was a guest we had on our show about right. a few weeks back. Anna Hooligan has a good following on the West Coast. Heather Hardy has a good following on the East Coast. I'm hearing some rumors about that they might get, get, get together and bang it out. That would be a really fun fight as well with uh, two girls. Well, now we know how to fight, but they also have a great fanfare behind them as well. That would be pretty fun. And credit so, Steven Espinosa for uh, you know putting some putting yeah, some faith absolutely. in the female yeah, boxing. Steven Espinosa having the open mind to put on not just great guy fights, but great girl fights. So, uh, so uh, good good year for boxing, man. Good year for boxing goes far, man, and uh, hopefully it keeps going. You know. Unfortunately, the Russell fight got canceled. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was uh, actually going to work that this weekend, or uh, as Oscar Escandon got in- Escandon got injured. So that fight is off. Uh, that sucks. And uh, that was actually going to be the card where Jamel Charles was going to fight Charles Hadley as well. So what happened? That off. fight got canceled too? Like the yeah, can- that fight was. That thing got canceled. That fight was going to be on the same card, so they right. had to move that over. So I don't know uh, I don't, I don't know when that fight is going to be announced. You know, but we'll find out. Yep. Well, that uh-huh. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It does. Oh, Saturday yeah. May. It says Saturday May twentieth is the Kelbrook. Saturday May twentieth is Kelbrook. Yeah. Show but that's next week. I'm actually back in the UK. I'm working a, a card. I'm not working for Sky Sports. I'm working a an SEL promotion show, uh, commentating a, a, a card where Sam Hyde is going to be the main event, and there's uh, you know a, a local in Manchester. So I'm looking forward to uh, being back in the UK with my UK fans 
If you guys are in the Manchester area, come check out James on the Men's Associations for next week, and it's on St. Patrick's Day. And I will be there. I will, man, I will actually remain until Sunday, so I'll watch the GGG and, uh, and Jacob's fight over in the U.K. with my friend in the U.K. Uh, hopefully it'll be a good fight, and that's a fight I'm looking forward to. Also, for all football fans, I, I get to go to Old Trapper next Thursday and watch uh, Man United's uh, second leg against Rostov. The first leg is tomorrow. And uh, Man United's second leg game against Rostov is at home at Old Trafford. I'll be uh, I'll be at the game as well. So nice. Check me out next week in the UK if you're in the Manchester area. Boom, boom, boom is right. Got a little soccer and, plug in there. And now uh, you guys got Brandon Marshall in the Giants. Congratulations. Oh yeah. yeah, I like them apples. Yeah, he signed today. Brandon Marshall. Two years, six million a year. The wide receiver. Yeah. Correct. Get out of here. Yeah. Over the Jets and Giants. Yeah, because we just got rid of Victor Cruz, so can you imagine now? Wow. One of those guys will be open every play. Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, and Shepard. You you don't see guys moving the Jets to Giants, the Giants to Jets. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) You guys need an offensive line to be dangerous. And a running back. You don't have to leave. You just just switch teams. That's it. Keep the house, everything. Same stadium. Give back that ugly green shit. (laughs) That's that's funny, man. That's funny. Wow, that's that's a great weapon to have, man. That's that's something. He's... He's among the best in the NFL, man. He's, he's something else. Yeah, he, I felt man. bad for him on the Jets. The poor prick. He couldn't yeah. get a ball thrown to him. He had a great wow. season the year before. Yeah. I feel bad for the Jets. They didn't catch a break. Holy cow. Wow. They are a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. They <laughs> are the break. Anyway. These are the breaks. All right. All right, guys. All right, what man. What's going on? Is that it for this week or what? You coming in next week or what? What are you going to do? Uh, no, next week I'm actually in the UK. Do you guys week? would have been attention. You would have... Uh, well, when are you going? What day are you leaving? You didn't say what day I'm you were leaving. I'm leaving Tuesday. Tuesday? Testicle Tuesday? Thanks. Come I on. am. I'm leaving Tuesday. When I get back, I'll be in the studio and uh, we'll get uh, we'll get more excited and watch talk about even the card that I was I worked. We'll talk about Gigi Jacobs. Add a girl. I just want to say, for the record, though, you, if McGregor said yes, you'd still fight him, right? Don't start, I don't even want to think about training. Don't I, start. I'm happily retired. I really am. I'm really happily retired. Like, I'm going to chop off his hands for real. But that's not a real fight, though. It's not. It's yeah. not. But still, you know, they're yeah. gonna fight though. It looks like now. What do you guys think? That's not gonna think happen. So, no. I, be- I believe it when the bell rings. All right. Yeah. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> All right, fellas. All right, man. To all my fans, we, we love you. I love you guys. Uh, thanks for the support you guys gave me uh, this week and announcing my retirement. I hope to uh, bring plenty of years of commentating world class boxing to these great fans in boxing. And uh, I'll catch you guys later. And don't forget, right. plenty of years of uh, podcasts as well. Yeah. That's right. Boom. Later. <laughs> See ya.